It's not like if you go on a first date with someone, you don't open the conversation with, yeah, I like 30 Rock. I love 30 Rock. Exactly. It's one of those things like, you know. If they I've... find it, they find it on their own. But I will not be the conduit in this. And if they say they like 30 Rock, I will be skeptical. Oh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be like, mm-hmm. okay, in what way? Because yeah, I like it, but like in a, in a specific way, you know? Yeah. I like it the right way. Uh, I like it the correct way. Yeah. And like, you can't just say you like it. Yeah. You have to... There is like, there will be consequences. There's connotations here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shows like that, actually. Yeah. Uh, th- and also, it's like, specifically with my experience on Tinder, <laughs> where people like to put their like, go-to show, for example, as like yes. something they like. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, I, I, if the information is provided to me, yeah. I will overanalyze it. Yeah. If someone says in, the, in their bio, they like friends <laughs> or they like Harry Potter, <clears throat> they like something else. I can't, friends and Harry Potter are the ones that I always like, just like gravitate to for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm always just like, I'm like, I bet it's not like, I'm like, no. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I, the same thing. I enjoy both of those texts, but if you choose to put them in your bio, we are not <laughs> compatible. If that's the height of it for you, then we have yeah. a lot that we still have to talk about. <clears throat> but I even have that, like specifically with comedy shows, there's a lot of comedy things where I'm like, yeah, I've watched and enjoyed all of that. Or stand-up yeah. comedians. Definitely with stand-up comedians. I'll yeah. see what they like and I'll be like, I don't disagree with your tastes. I'm just skeptical of, your, of you. Yeah. <laughs> and one way you like it. I <laughs> Maybe this is why I'm single. Because I'm seeing mm-hmm. something that I like in the bio of someone else. Yeah. And then seeing, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> what would but be I the get show it. that, like, Sorry. if someone had it on their bio, what would make it, like, okay? Like, for me, I think Arrested Development is hard to miss. Yeah. Also, happy endings. I was just, literally about to say yeah. happy endings. Happy endings happy is endings. the like god tier one because not like, no one's seen it. So no if one's you seen find it, someone you have, who's seen it. Yeah, if you've seen happy endings and you are like in this like in like you know you know I have a clubhouse app. Like mm-hmm. happy endings is, is the comedy clubhouse app. Like if yeah. you're in, like you're in. You know. Yeah. I was gonna say BoJack there, but then I'm like BoJack at this point is like so fucking mainstream that so many people like it anyway that it's not that that much of a thing. It's not too telling. It's not telling. I know plenty of people that I don't like who also watch BoJack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Bob's Burgers has a pretty oh is, is pretty okay yeah. though. Bob's Burgers like it's mainstream, but it's really nice. You know. It's it's fu- it's like. <clears throat> For, like I always feel like it's a hurdle for some reason to get yeah. adults to watch comedy yeah. that is like animated, animated comedy. Apart from like maybe Family Guy and Simpsons, but I don't want any of that. I don't, no. I don't need that <laughs> in my life. But if yeah, you have, you've like... never watched Family Guy, have you, Rita? Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! <clears throat> hey, you're talking so to someone. So what? Watched... I sometimes come from work and I sit on my couch and I'm too tired to watch anything of real value to me because my brain has shut off and I just put on TV and I know for what, like, I know this one channel will always play Family Guy no matter what. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I just put it on and I'm like, for now, this is my safe space. (laughs) 
think there is one show that is as rare as happy endings. And if someone, if anyone put it in their bio on an uh, mm-hmm. uh, app of any kind, I would do anything to get a date with them. <laughs> okay. I'm interested. New Yokyo. <gasps> oh, oh my God. <laughs> Um, hey, anyway, welcome to Swamp It Up. Welcome to Swamp It Up, the podcast where we rate every single film known to man against our accepted Shrek cinematic universe, which is Shrek 1 and Shrek 2. I'm Marina. I'm Mari, and we are your hosts on this delightful journey to providing more energy into the universe. That yeah, comes back. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the, we're doing charity here. This we're is giving charity. you the best, purest vibes out there. Not only is this podcast uh, made for watching every single uh, movie known to man, which means that we are immortal until people stop making movies and we've mm-hmm. watched everything. There's yeah. also also the added caveat that more movies will be made because of our energy. Yeah. For sure, like that, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're putting it yep. out into the universe. Like all the movies that we find good, more of those style movies will be made. Okay, but uh, I, like, again, like sometimes this just hits me that we are immortal. Yeah, Until we've I seen know. all the movies. And I was thinking like, what if there's like heat death of the universe? And we will suffer we... and burn, but we will remain alive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or like if Earth explodes and then all the like, all the media disappears will we just like we will just like you know be propelled by the space forces and we will like just hang in space i'm imagining like a midnight gospel scenario where like we get to a different planet and like we still have some kind of weird access to what there is Mm -hmm. um because i think that like the universe cannot be killed until we watch all the movies and are therefore killed ourselves. Like, we're not immortal, but we're immortal with a caveat, you know? Oh, like, we're yeah, yeah, old yeah, guard okay. kind of immortal. Like, there is an end, yeah. but the end is We have specific. a task. Like, we have a mission to complete. We have a mission. Exactly. Yeah. And the mission is watching all the movies. And once that's done... So, again, when movies stop being made, which is when the universe... When the Earth explodes, mm-hmm. maybe, like, that'll be a bit of an issue... But we'll still have like a backlog of movies we have to catch up on. And once that is done, we can fade into the universe and become dust. Okay. So we, <laughs> but that this also brings like, is it just Earth movies? Um, For now, because I don't, I think our, our souls are bound to the Earth's creative streams. Yeah. Because yeah. We, That's, we have not yeah. interacted yet with aliens. But if we, if in our also, lifetime, if we, in our lifetime, we come into contact. contact with aliens, mm-hmm. maybe that'll be a different story. But that's for then. But I'm also, like, I have these, like, very prophetic images sometimes of, like, alternative universe movies, okay. you know? Like a movie that comes out here, but I'm just like, I don't like this. But I can imagine a reality where they made the movie this way, and I would love it. And I'm just thinking, like, do I have a portal open here <laughs> to an alternative universe? And if I have a portal open, do those movies count? Um, You know, that's... Um, that's for the swamp it up theologists to yeah. figure listen out. To our, listen to our side podcast, the swamp it up. Are we real podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In which we talk if earth is simulation or if there's different dimensions mm-hmm. and what that means for us as a more specifically of the and film this watching. podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this podcast. 
Um, but that's for later. <laughs> that's for later. That's for year two. That's for year, year three. Two. Where you're, where are year two? I was gonna say, yeah. like, <laughs> I forgot. When did the immortal? When did we? When did we reveal that we were immortal? Was that like like know. episode? That was quite a while in. We, that was like episode thirty or something. Yeah, it, it like we hold on to that fact for a while. Yeah, and I feel like it's one of those things like we haven't like had the chance to really explore it because we can. Someone what is was drilling. that? <laughs> oh, that sounded like a wolf on my end. <laughs> like oh, <laughs> it sounded very scary from my end. Someone, one of my neighbors has been building shit all day. I okay. think someone just like uh, moved in or out. Please, not during our recording. Please, buddy. No one ever ever drills for long, though. I hope not. Um, oh, yeah. No, I said, like, we can only explore our immortality within the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So we haven't, like, been able to, like, investigate it too much. Yeah, no. <laughs> but we'll get there. But we'll get um, there. Like, we, we have time. We have plenty of time. If something has been established, it's that we have time. Exactly. Um, anyway, do you want to talk about the um, movie that we watched no. today? No. Okay. Because we want to talk about how you are first. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you coming to the podcast? I did not think about this. I forgot. Well, I can go first and yes, give you, ahead. like, because you have saved my ass enough times. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I, for once, thought about this beforehand. Um, I am... Just settling it. It's a Monday. It's a Monday. God, is it a Monday? And we rarely record on Monday. Uh-huh. <laughs> just like my boy Garfield. Um, <laughs> Our good man. I am just settling into the grind. I'm coming face to face with the fact that I will have to work for four more days <laughs> until <laughs> it's weekend. And I'm just, you know, I'm doing, I'm part of the establishment, just like hanging in the sidelines, just doing my thing. No real passion behind it. But like, here we are. It's a Monday. So I feel like I'm the queen. Okay. I have like, because I, I, I feel I'm... I, I don't know if it's like discussed anywhere, but I feel like the king was probably like brought up by the establishment and the queen married into it. Mm-hmm. And I too have married into the establishment I'm at. <laughs> the TV industry. The TV industry. <laughs> Incredible. Um, this has given me a moment to think about like where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm having a pretty like good few weeks for the most yeah. part i'm back in berlin because i had to do some things in the flat um and like i i i've done those things now and i've yeah. been able to like kind of on the on the down low see like a couple of friends here and there um however i have not slept <laughs> <laughs> because for some reason this flat triggers an insomnia so intense and it's probably because it is a studio where there is no separation between anything it is yeah. just me my fucking monitor my work day and then mm-hmm. moving half a meter to my left to sit on the couch and watch tv in the evening yeah so i um think that i am fiona in the ca- in the tower again and the studio is my yeah. tower yeah and you know what? There's an out. At some point. At some point, we know. <laughs> we don't know when, 
but there will be some kind of we hope for the best bad you know i've kind of like i think i've kind of gone to the point of my uh insomnia that i'm like i know i can survive for a while without sleep now (laughs) yeah it's it's no longer like a panic induced state i'm like i have not slept for three days exactly i'm literally just like like, well (laughs) so what i have not slept for three days but who knows maybe i won't sleep today either Oh, yeah. I mean, I say that I still called in sick today because I was too exhausted to do anything and then mm-hmm. didn't nap. So that's also on me. <laughs> but we'll figure out. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get through this. That's just how life is right now. Now, do you want to talk about the movie? Please can we talk about this movie. I now love I'm... this movie. <laughs> now we can talk about the movie we watched for this week. And that was Pride Ampersand Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> Because that is a distinction. Because mm-hmm. it's cool. It's not pride and prejudice. It's pride and percent prejudice. And it's it became like, out... I know what that little squiggly actually is called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they made a, a point about it in the Wikipedia article. Of like, really? They tried to be cool with it. <laughs> um, but this was directed by Joe Wright. And it came out in 2005. And that's it. That's the details you get. And now I can tell you. Do I tell the story now? Why am I so confused? Do I, I tell I think the story we're always now? confused about this part. I think we should tell the story first. Just commit to it. Keep going. Okay, okay. You're on a roll. <clears throat> Here we go. Okay. Well, the story is as old as time at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and we have young Miss Elizabeth Bennett, um, who belongs to the Bennett family. And they are in a bit of a crisis because their fortune is going to co- go to their doll cousin after their father dies because no lady can inherit anything in this specific time and space. Classic and so, uh, 18th century. Mm-hmm. So they have to get married quick and rich because who knows how long the father is going to stay about. And then um, they're young and beautiful and they go to a ball and lo and behold, there they see the new um, ten- not tenants, <laughs> they very much own the building, <laughs> the new, the new, new cool people. owners. <laughs> yeah. The new people. cool people. Neighbors. Neighbors. Estate inhabitants. <laughs> Manor owners. Um, people. New people in the block <laughs> of expensive houses. There's Mr. Bingley, oh, and then goodness. there's Mr. Darcy. Mr. Darcy. And then there's also Caroline B- Bingley, who's the sister to Mr. Bingley, but mm-hmm. we don't care about her too much. Yeah. Um, and then Mr. Darcy ends up being extremely rude. People know he's handsome and he has money, but he has no manners this time around. And uh, Miss Liz Bennett is not um, sold on him. (laughs) Not impressed. Good for her. You know, she has she she has boundaries and she states them and she sticks them. Mm -hmm. I love it. Uh, Whereas Jane completely falls in love with Mr. Bingley right away. Mm -hmm. And this is where we start. On the course of people visiting each other's houses all the time, <laughs> <laughs> moving from like I think I saw this moving like on Amazon, like an Amazon Prime like review of this book, and it was just like one star. It's just people going to visit each other's houses, <laughs> and I'm like, that's what this movie is. You're you're not 
wrong, but it's also, it's beautiful. <laughs> and so we have relationships and we have Mr. Darcy and Elizabeth, like, thinking that they pretty much hate each other. But we know it's not true. Mm -hmm. But they think they do. And we have drama. We have uh, um, Jane and Bingley developing a relationship. And then suddenly Bingley's off. And we don't know why. And Jane is heartbroken. And then we have um, Elizabeth hanging out with this Mr. Wickham. This military man who, who seems like fine. Like, yeah. he's just there in a red coat. Cool. He's just there being pretty. Yeah. Then we have Elizabeth going to visit her friend who has now married her cousin who will inherit the Bennett estate. And there she runs into Mr. Darcy again. And they, there, it's, yes. There Mr. Darcy um, tells, is super chill about it. I just tells. <laughs> Liz, that you know, I love you most ardently. Which is super, super cool to say. In like, the rain. after you've been rude. <laughs> and just like, you know, in the rain, she has nowhere to run, really, because it's raining. And he just like crowds her and he's like, you know, I love you. And I, I hate myself for loving you. <laughs> like, I'm not down with I love you, I love but you. you're poor. <laughs> yeah, you're poor. And this is terrible. But am I not a good man for like, still being able to say I love you, despite all this, like, all your poor bad quality that's <laughs> why you being poor yeah then elizabeth is like hold on like what the fuck buddy fuck off kindly that is not the compliment you think it is yeah and then they have a fall they have a falling out but they've been falling out this entire movie until they've this never point. not so had a falling out yeah. they've never gotten along and then um shit happens believe it or not mm-hmm. like El- elizabeth's sister slowly starts to maybe develop affections to Mr. Wickham, but it's in the download. We don't know it yet. It's off screen. It's off screen. Um, Elizabeth is like, sure, he hates Darcy. She's like, she hates him. And she's also sad that Jane is so heartbroken. And then she ends up finding that it was Mr. Darcy who told Bing- Bingley to fuck off because mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, this Jane girl doesn't love doesn't you. like you yeah yeah she just wants your money and then elizabeth hears this and she's like hold on excuse me my dear sister whom i love dearly like was ready to like marry this man she's so in love how like this is this is not the way to go and then darcy's like oh cool my bad <laughs> i destroyed these cute couples relationship because yeah. i just could not read people yeah <laughs> but then he fixes it it's he fine. does fix it you know, problematic phase of Mr. Darcy. Yeah. Because this entire time, Darcy's still, like, super in love with Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Elizabeth finds out that her do- her daughter, no, her little sister, Kitty, no, Lydia, no, y- yeah, has run off with, with Mr. Wickham, and it's the worst thing in, t- in, in the entire it's world. It's literally, it'll break the entire family. <laughs> yeah, it, it will just bring shame. Yeah. And nothing but shame. Mm-hmm. And these these people still hadn't like at that time accepted that it's fine to be a freak sometimes. <laughs> so it's this the is, olden days. <laughs> yes, it's not an option. Shame is not an option. Mm-hmm. So then Mr. Darcy like settles it, forces Wickham to marry Lydia, 
For a whole bunch of money. For a whole bunch of money. Like, probably tens of thousands. them to get married. Yeah. So that they don't bring shame on the family. Lydia is like, cool, this is fine. We're in love. It's fine. (laughs) And Wickham is like, we're very much not in love. Lydia is, by the way, 15 years old. (laughs) It's wild. It's wild. And this is apparently the second 15-year-old that Wickham's been here with. So this guy is a fucking nonce. Piece of shit. Um, Because, yeah. We find out that he also tried to have a relationship with Mr. Darcy's little sister, Georgiana. And then all of this has happened. And then Elizabeth finds out that Darcy's been behind all of this. He's organized the life completely fine. Like, it's all going, like, smoothly now. And then Elizabeth's like, oh, goddammit, maybe I do like him. Because he fixed I th- all the issues that he yeah, he's solved like- <laughs> that he created. Exactly. <laughs> he's he- accountable. <laughs> really sexy. <laughs> he might not admit his mistakes, but he fixes them, so it's fine. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. You can't be too choosy. It's, yeah. the, it's the 1700s, It's the you olden know? days. <laughs> and then um, Darcy and Elizabeth meet in the meadow as the sun rises. And Darcy's like, It's the like, most hey. romantic thing in the world. I can't yeah. lie. Like, I ha- so, it, backstory. I had not seen this movie. I lost my mind like half the yeah. time. I was so into this movie. I yeah. love this movie. <laughs> and I loved when they were both walking through the mist. And it's the morning. <laughs> and she sees Mr. Darcy. And it's like, And he oh, has yeah. that like choice coat that like billows yeah. behind him. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. But yeah. And then Darcy's like, hey, cool. Remember when I said I love you? <laughs> I still love you and it's fine if you don't but please tell me now (laughs) so I can start the process of like getting over you and then Elizabeth is like no I do love you (laughs) and then they do the tender like forehead touch they can't kiss just yet they can't kiss just yet yet. (laughs) yeah and although I have to say they are unchaperoned On the meadow. Scandalous. That is the start of a new scandal. That's Pride and Prejudice 2. Too prideful. Too prejudiced. Yeah. (laughs) How do you meet in a meadow in the olden days when you can account to text someone? Mari, they're soulmates. Like, I also. Not not even now. If someone said, like, meet me in the meadow, I would be like, what fucking meadow? Where? What time? Like, (laughs) (laughs) gotta add some things to. They they have the meadow. They, this was the meadow that was like widely acknowledged as like the you know the, it's the, the best meadow. spot for um get like proposals. It's the meadow. The but anyway, that's where the movie the ends. Love. And then there's like an American like scene that was added to the North American release where they are married and they smooch. But I didn't see that movie. Oh, I saw that. That was really cute. I didn't. I didn't. Oh. My movie ends with the tender forehead touch, and it's just like cut to really? black. Really? Oh, movie. did you not get do- like the really emotional scene between um, Elizabeth and her dad? It was really nice. Oh wait, no, I did get it. Yeah, Sorry. I was gonna say like I, I didn't really get that. that scene. I got uh, yeah. The dad is like, oh, you love him now. Well, then I love him too. You can get married. Yeah. And that's where the movie ends for me. <laughs> exactly. And then and then I saw the last thing, and it was like it was cute. Um. It was very... <laughs> gave me strong call me by your name vibes. Oh my god. 
and if you've seen it, you'll know. I'm not to like read it with the context. No, um, but it, it's cute. But like, I liked the more scene, like the the fo- the foggy more more than the um, final married scene. But they got a kiss, yeah. so you know. Yeah. You saw them kiss. That was nice. I, I saw the kiss. real cut. I, I, I saw the one that wasn't like no sold to sentimentality. Essentially like the, the same this... kind of like tenderness as watching, I don't know, Chinese um, fucking uh, dramas. dramas. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, it's like. That's why you like this movie so much. Because it's the exact I, yeah, same I... <laughs> fucking format as that. Because I love me. A like repressed period drama. <laughs> it's, re- it's just the repression. If you see a kiss at the end, you're like, fuck who, that. Like, fuck off. Like, who Get out of here. <laughs> we don't need a resolution to the romance. We just need them to like not touch, but kind of touch a little it, bit it, every now it's, and then. It's not a re- resolution to the romance. It's just pandering the masses because we know their true intentions in their heart at that point. And we it's know fine. they kiss. I don't we don't need the kiss. It's, you know. Tell, don't show. Don't show the yeah. kiss on screen. <laughs> Imply that there's kissing. I did like that it was like a forehead touch on the meadow. Yeah, it that's sweet. very sexy. It's very cute. It was very, very sexy. Very this sexy. This movie though. is so fucking sexy. It's so sexy. <laughs> For being as repressed as it is. Oh, God. Anyway, I feel like we're half an hour in and we haven't done anything yet. God um, But I mean, that's the swamp it up story, I feel that's like. The- <laughs> premise of the podcast. The premise of the podcast. So the categories we have are story, character, setting, soundtrack, moral, studio, lore. We hold each one of the categories up to how much they are similar are they are to the Shrek Cinematic Universe version of them. I'm trying a new thing, and I feel like it's only getting more complicated. Mm-hmm. We compare them each category to how it goes in Shrek one or Shrek two, and then we give it a grade based off of that. Then we tally up all the grades at the end. Then we divide them by six, and then we have our final score. And that's how the podcast has worked and will continue to work until movies are being made. Yes. Uh, so first category is story. There, for the, I think this is the first time we've had a proper romance story because Shrek is a yeah. romance at heart. Shrek is a romance. And we have never actually fully gone full well oh no, no no when harry met sally but that was shrunky yeah you know, that's a that was that was um, a different that was in the fiona shrek that wasn't fiona shrek and this is very fiona shrek you had the entire thing of like you had the will they won't they mm-hmm. <laughs> for the entire movie you had the yeah. communications that kept going wrong and badly yeah. and arguments where it was like oh i'm mm-hmm. in love with you but i but you're ugly or you're poor and then yeah the, the the woman I love goes that scene. away. I love that scene where Shrek goes like, I would love you, but you're ugly to Fiona. No, but in Shrek 1, there's that scene, the miscommunication, <laughs> where yeah. Shrek says, who could ever love an ogre? And Fiona thinks he's talking about her. About her. Yeah, that's true. Miscommunication. Like, yeah, like, talk your feelings through. Look, if we started solving miscommunication, we wouldn't have a romance genre. So everyone who's that's like, miscommunication true. is a bad plot. I'm like, no, it's not. It's... No, it's- <laughs> It's sometimes it's done terribly. Yeah. And it's more like an idiot plot. Yeah. Like, like an idiot. But it's this a, was not. You got to use the correctly. trope well. Mm-hmm. It's a neutral trope that has to be utilized well. Yeah. And this one um, worked. And both Shrek and um, uh, Pride and Prejudice work in the way that like you. The, the trope is also part of the characterization, right? Like you have Mr. Yeah. Darcy 
who is unable to just fucking say that he's solving these issues. He's being so fucking humble. And also, he can't talk to save his life, apparently. No, no. He cannot And you have Shrek, who, who's so um, wrapped up in being an ogre that he can't, you know, um, and so insecure because of that, that he yeah. can't admit his own feelings for someone else or yeah. assume that they will be reciprocated anyway. So they both don't think they're good enough for the lady because that's also like maybe Darcy has no because like, Darcy bit... thinks that she isn't good enough for him yeah. at first <laughs> but then maybe like he realizes he's that got a lot of pride she's got a lot of prejudice <laughs> where have I heard that before <laughs> from me that's a that's a me joke one of has pride and the other one has prejudice it's what I mean it's not just the movie I'm sure it's not an original thought it cannot be an original thought <laughs> oh it's the Oh, sorry. I thought you were literally. I thought you were literally saying someone else made that joke before. No, I was just. And I'm just like. Buddy. I'm making another joke. Making Why don't they say the that in the movie though? I always. I, I want them to say the title. She of the almost movie. says it. She's like, oh, I had so many like not. She says like she says prejudices at one point. But Near the she end. doesn't say. She doesn't say. Oh, we were. So much we pride. were stopped by pride and prejudice. <laughs> No, but she, at the end, I think when she's talking to to Mr. Bennett, um, being like, can I marry this guy? And he's like, why the fuck would you want to do that? Yeah. And she's like, I had a bunch of prejudices and then mm-hmm. I worked on myself and I'm here to take accountability and actually say I was wrong. But I think, um, again, like this is like a little bit Shrek. I think she was right to have those prejudices. Yeah. Because... Most of the time when dealing with rich people, <laughs> it's safe to think that they people. will be terrible. Yeah. I think with rich people, like, you know, they're bad until proven otherwise, you know? Yeah. I'm sorry if you're rich. Actually, I'm not sorry if you're rich. I'm not, yeah. Give me like, some of your money. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Pay off my struggle. fucking student loans, you dick. Yeah. <laughs> Give me, give me a house. Then we'll talk. <laughs> then, we'll, then we'll, then we will revisit this prejudice. Exactly. And maybe, maybe put I down have prejudices. Our pride. And you know, maybe I have prejudices. What are you gonna do? Marry me and give me your money? <laughs> Which Darcy did. And I was that's gonna why say, like, I love a Mr. Darcy just you know for that. Mm-hmm. Nah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, that's with also with like, you know, Farquaad is rich and he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All rich people in Shrek are pretty horrific, except for yeah. Fiona. Yeah. And like, and you know, that's the thing. Fiona never actually has any um, prejudices against Shrek per se. Yeah. Like, he's no. a dick to her at the start as well. Yeah. You know, he, he is difficult to work with. She's will. She's just like, you know. Okay, fine, let's fucking do this. <laughs> but when she realizes who they both are, kind of, she mm-hmm. never, like, um... She never... She's she never... doesn't yeah. hate him for who he is. Yeah. She's just a little miffed that he's rude at the start. Exactly. Except for in Shrek 2, where she does say you're acting like an ogre. Yeah. <laughs> you know... <laughs> Low blow, Fiona. Yeah, yeah. Low blow. <laughs> Low blow. So, okay, so maybe they both do have a bit of pride and a bit of prejudice. Prejudice. <laughs> um, 
other things. There's a lot of like wide open spaces. This is setting, but I'm yeah. just like it's just walking like walking in wide open spaces. There's a lot of walking, and I think like this is where setting and plot blurs because, as you said, half of this movie is them walking and visiting each other's houses. Yeah, and the walking part is very very um, Shrek, which is just yeah. a lot of traveling to places yeah. and then visiting those places. You could say that for every movie, but like, you know. I think, but no, I think like this is one of the most, like most walk heavy movies yeah. that we've had on this podcast. And then when we look at Shrek, mm-hmm. it's nothing but journey. That's what we always say. Yeah. And my, oh. this is also an emotional journey here. Yeah. And a really important point, uh, Shrek 2, they go visit the snobbish family of the other person. And oh mm-hmm. boy, if uh, Mr. Darcy does not have a snobbish fucking, what's her face? Judy Dench. Oh yeah, no, it's not like Mr. Dar. It's it's the it's... Dame Catherine de Bourgh. Oh Isn't right, that okay. her name. And Why did I think it was like, like aunt, his aunt or maybe, something? Maybe, but like I could be confusing it because we find her through the cousin. The... She seems so influential for Mr. Darcy for some reason. I was just wrong. Maybe, maybe. Oh, okay. She's wait, an hold aunt. on. Here we go. Mr. Mi- yeah. Oh, Mr. Collins' patroness. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Uh, Mr. Darcy is, is, is her nephew. Okay, yeah. But you, I just always remember that the pastor loves her before I remember that she's related to Darcy. Yeah. Everyone is fucking related in this movie. <laughs> oh, wait, no, oh, not we have, technically. <laughs> we have a bit of a, sh- like, well, not a shovel talk, not a shovel talk, but we have that kind of talk where the other person a is like... A shovel talk? Yeah, that's the one, that's the one where where the like a relative or a friend of the bride goes to the groom and is if you hurt her i'll kill you is that called a shovel talk yeah i did not know that i'm learning i don't know why i know it um is shovel talk is that you bury the body with a shovel maybe or you have a (laughs) shovel in your hand and you're like i will fuck you up with the shovel Look at this shovel. Yeah. I've, killed, I've killed I've killed before I'll kill again. Yeah, but that's the wrong term for what I'm about to describe, so uh-huh. we can all forget it. But there is the talk where uh, Lady Catherine de Bourgh goes to uh, Elizabeth and she's like, just don't, like, just leave Darcy alone. Mm-hmm. You're poor, don't marry her. <laughs> just stop what you're doing and go uh-huh. your poor ways. Uh-huh. And in Shrek 2, you've got the king. We have King going to shrek like hey hold on <laughs> don't marry her she's a princess she wants to be happy she can't be happy if she's with you and so then we have Shrek's that like same... awkward we're already married yeah yeah like <laughs> a little bit too late my dude but they both have that kind of like someone else comes to tell yeah. them that you're not good enough for member. the other person mm-hmm. yeah and in both in both cases you have plots where they go to that fa- that snob family's household um mm-hmm. and have to perform in a way they're not used to like yes. you've got Elizabeth who has to play the piano, but she can't play the piano, um, yeah. or not well at least. Um, and then like in Shrek, he has to join the meal, and he doesn't know that like a bowl like of water is in his hands. Yeah, but not but he drinks it like soup. Mm-hmm. So you know, not knowing the 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 upper classes upper mannerism. class setting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, gosh, we have a lot of similarities. We have. I like this. I'm I'm fine to move on. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. 
Um, I like this breath of fresh air that this movie is giving us. It is, yeah. And it is, like, a lot, like, a lot of, like, even if we don't have, like, individual scenes, we don't have an arena fight and stuff, but it's still, like, the overall carrying themes, themes. if you will. And also just, like, themes and, like, not plot, but, like, story. I think story, like, yeah, arc and stuff. That's just, like, match well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving it 68. I'm giving it a 78. I'm feel I'm feeling good about this. Yeah. It may be because I just really, really like this movie. And again, I feel like I'm going to have a Jane Austen phase 10 years after you're supposed to have a Jane Austen phase, which is at age 15. But <laughs> I think, like, legally, maybe that's... you have to have it. Yeah. <laughs> have to have it. And I skipped that. Like, I for sure had one. Um, but, like, maybe you know this what is I had? the right time to have it. Yeah. You know what I had at 15? Dystopian mm-hmm. novels from the 80s phase. So I'm not sure what that means. You're not like other girls. I'm not like other girls. I'm not like other girls. I didn't have a Jane mm-hmm. Austen face. Yeah, I, I write about crumbling societies instead. <laughs> Stupid. Okay. Let's look <laughs> at the characters. But I'm having my Jane Austen face now. I'm going to make it up yeah, and be yeah, like yeah. one of the normal girls. Yeah. I will conform. You will join the club. Yeah. I, I will perform femininity. Yeah. Oh, girl, Finally. Jane this is all I've ever Finally. wanted from you. My mom's going to be so proud of me. <laughs> My mom's never read Jane Austen. She doesn't care. <laughs> I'm not going to give her a bad rep on this podcast. <laughs> um, characters. Well, we have a Shrek and Fiona in this. I'm pretty sure. We have a Shrek and a Fiona in the like ca- a- in the tit- titular roles. Of yeah, and <laughs> we, have the, we have the titular pride <laughs> and the titular prejudice. <laughs> exactly. You know, for a really <laughs> you want to know something stupid. Mm-hmm. Always. When people said titular role, I always, for a very long time, thought it was just the main character of the movie and not the person. <laughs> so I would sure. say titular role about any main character. I'd be like, oh yeah, the titular role. Uh, let, let's think of a good example. Um, Shrek. No, let me get it. Okay. I'd be like, <laughs> um, J- John McClane in the titular role of <laughs> John <laughs> He doesn't even die hard. If anything, it's Hans Gruber, who's the titular. <laughs> exactly. Oh, or yeah, silly. I think my like my entire movie, like not like my my brain movies are like all Marvel movies where it's just the name of the superhero. Yeah, it's that's, titular that's hero. All I can do. The titular hero, exactly. Um. So yeah, we have uh, Shrek and Fiona as mm-hmm. uh, Mrs. Darcy and Eliz- Elizabeth Bennet. I think. Yeah. I think that's pretty clear it's, from the previous clear. section as well. Because there's the whole like Mr. Darcy's like r- little reserved in his like lonesome. He's like painted as this like quite lonely dude, apart from maybe his like connection to Bingley and her kid sister. But he he's like that kind of you know. If I've ever, if you don't count Shrek, he's the most likely man to live in a swamp. You know, <laughs> just the air. <laughs> yeah, such swamp energy. Swamp energy. And then we have Elizabeth, who, much like Fiona, is like like knows what she wants and isn't ready to settle, and looks after herself. 
And it's a like, strong, independent woman. A strong, independent woman. A girl boss. Okay. <laughs> this We're time, not this. Today, I don't think... like I'm, I'm down for a girl bo- boss joke whenever, but I don't feel like Fiona's <laughs> a girl boss. I don't, no, I don't think it's fair. I think it's mean to even insinuate mm-hmm. that she is a girl mm-hmm. boss. She is actually genuinely her own whole woman. And yeah. it's really cool to see. I really like her character. Yeah. Look at me being genuine about... Yes. Af- right after a girl boss joke. <laughs> That's growth. It's growth, kids. <laughs> Your heart has melted after having watched Pride Ampersand Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to say movie, any man. other way. <laughs> Pride Ampersand Prejudice. I hope that's the, ep- that's the name of the podcast uh, episode title. Oh, you, um, you, Mr. You know Bingley is Donkey. Yes. Okay. Because we also Good. have that like super sweet scene, which they added to the movie, which is not in a book where Bingley like rehearses his proposal. I love with Darcy. that scene. It's such and a apparently nice scene. the writer um, was like she wanted to add the scene because she wanted to first of all show that um, Bingley and Darcy were actually close, mm-hmm. and second that Darcy is a human being. <laughs> I think that's valid of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that has shrunky energy in it. Yeah, does that it make Jane? I was going to say, does that dragon. Jane dragon? Maybe like a little bit, because she's like the older sister. So maybe she's like a little protective. Although Elizabeth is more mm-hmm. playing the protective angle. But yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll, I'll take we'll it. We'll run with it. Yeah, yeah we'll run with it. Because we'll they, also, they also have like their first meet cute. And then um, we think they're like foes for a long time, and then they return. Yeah. And then they get back together. Yeah. It works. Mm-hmm. We'll take it. Um... Is the pastor someone? Like, he has Farquaad energy, but the role, like character he plays doesn't have Farquaad role. Who do you mean by the pastor? The priest man the cousin oh the cousin he's a pastor mr collins he has he has a there's a whole scene where they're at the church and he keeps going oh wait i remember own. that oh wait <laughs> i forgot for some reason it didn't register like i remember that scene i just never put the two things together that he's mm-hmm. a pastor i literally remember he's when man he's of like the cloth what he's Sorry. the stupid joke of like intercourse i don't know what the joke was I was yeah. like, I didn't laugh at it. Um, I did not realize he was a pastor. He does have Farquaad energy. It's not just yeah. because of his height. <laughs> actually, no. I like I was saying like maybe it's not really the role he plays, but actually he does try to marry Elizabeth. Yeah, I was gonna say. So that, he is that, Farquaad. He is Farquaad. He wants to marry Elizabeth. She turns him down. Well, not that Fiona turns. And in that way, he also carries the power. Because he assumes that Elizabeth wants to marry him because he's about to inherit his father, like her father. Yeah. And like exactly. older money. So yeah. there is that kind of power stuff that is also like, you know, like, like Farquaad is like, well, of course Fiona wants to marry me because she's yeah. a princess and I'm, we will be king and queen. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no doubt. And like Fiona does, like, is, is like kind of going with it as well. Yeah. But uh, Elizabeth doesn't, which is nice. Elizabeth is a write-off. She's like, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when her friend mar- marries him, she's like, no, don't 
do it, you yeah. dumb dumb. She's looking out for her, um, which is very cool. I also just love that, like, you know, it's perfectly acceptable to marry your cousin <laughs> in this book, yeah. in this story. It's just like, okay. God we're all, we're all progressed. A big family <laughs> that marry each other. I wonder if, like, humanity would be, like, smarter if we'd realized earlier that incest is bad. You know that thing of, like... If Maybe. You, yeah. Yeah. Because if you reproduce your family, you're, you're going to get, like, things... Maybe maybe the world is the way it is because we like trusted incest for too long. <laughs> that's, I wasn't gonna say, but maybe that's it. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why we have everything. <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> capitalism. Let's blame incest. If we hadn't gone marrying our cousins uh, two hundred mm-hmm. years ago, we wouldn't have the state of the world right now. Yeah, there would be no pandemic. I don't fucking know. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> Life would be good. Yeah. Um, um, we technically have a king and queen. In with the form Mr. of Mr. Bennett yeah. and Mrs. Bennett. But the king Although is a lot like, more lenient. I feel like they are actually reversed. Yeah. I feel like the they are like Mrs. Bennett is the king. Yeah. She meddles and makes everything worse, kind of. Yeah. But also, like, you understand. She wants to save her daughter she wants to poor. protect her daughter in the same mm-hmm. way that the king wants to protect fiona yeah. so it works very well actually yeah if she and is then the, king. the father mr bennett is like the queen because he's just sitting on the side lines and like doing bare minimum but still yeah. there offers love and support yeah exactly. also has a favorite child like i just <laughs> i'm i'm like that's my favorite part about him he I'm thinks like, elizabeth so is the best this. daughter yeah <laughs> And I'm like, finally, we have a parent who's willing to admit that they have a favorite child. Are you your mom's favorite child? I fucking better be. (laughs) See, I I genuinely think that I don't have this because I'm the only daughter. So it's already Mm -hmm. so different for me and my brothers. Like, I genuinely wouldn't know. Yeah, but I wouldn't know who I don't. I really don't think I know who the favorite is. Then you mark clearly. It's not you. (laughs) Sorry to say this. No, I feel like you haven't worked hard enough (laughs) to earn the primo spot off the favorite. I haven't worked at all (laughs) to to, to, to get any kind of favoritism. And like, you know, I'm already the eldest. I've already settled up with a lot of shit. I'm not gonna put extra work into this family (laughs) after all I've done for them. (laughs) I've I've had the clear goal since i was born <laughs> see it's one of those things like i think i was my dad's favorite for a while but mm-hmm. now it's different <laughs> yeah and <I've> lost <laughs> you the place. demoted yourself <laughs> I, dem- I was demoted but not like in like that i was replaced either just that i neutralized you don't kind know of like- <laughs> that's just that's just my brother like- yeah, you just, you're just not aware of the r- under-running power balance <laughs> of your family. But I also, like, don't care enough. I know, well, here's the thing. I know I'm one of my, I'm not going to, well, I know I'm one of my grandparents' favorite. Like, That's I good. definitely know that. So I have I have something going for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Yona better step up his brother his his only son game if he wants to climb to my pedestal (laughs) 
Well, the other thing is, I feel like there's enough, like, difference between my brothers and I that, like, I'm the only one with a job because I'm the only one that's so far graduated. Mm-hmm. So, But that doesn't mean much, right? Like, it's just, yeah. like, I've, I've been put in this position. But, like, who yeah. knows what happens when they get to my level? Yeah, like, I, I did suffer from studying abroad for four years. <laughs> I feel like that was, like, a, I took a big hit, but, like, I came back. Apparently, like, apparently it does help to move away from the family to seem cooler mm-hmm. to the family. I, because here's the thing. When I moved away to Scotland, I started this habit of calling my mom every week. Mm-hmm. My brother, who lives in the same city that my mom, almost never calls her from what I know and sees her very sporadically. And I'm just like, you know, I had to cultivate that habit. Yeah. Of calling every day because I could never see, see them. That's I think that's maybe that maybe my mistake. My brothers go home every weekend. <sighs> they visit my mom every week, so they see her every week. And I, you saying this has reminded me that I did not call my mom this week, <laughs> this past week. So I gotta do that after the podcast. My brother has bought a puppy, and I feel mm. like my position as the favorite child might be under attack. <laughs> Because the dog is obviously the favorite child. And she's like my brother for buying the dog, you know. No. <laughs> it's like making the call to get a dog. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get your own. Well, no, we have to We have to move to Korea. You can't but the go puppy- yet. Yeah, that's why I'm like, now it would be a good time to move abroad so I can just get all of this get like, back. out quickly. Yeah. yeah. And then when I come back, I can start really to lay down the groundwork for yeah. becoming the favorite child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Other characters. No. No. <laughs> we have some good ones. We had really good ones. Like, yeah. we have a very strong Shrek and Fiona, and we have, like, a solid donkey and shrunky dynamic, We too. have shrunky dynamic. We have uh, King and Queen. We have Dragon, kind of. We have Farquaad. We got a lot. We don't have Fairy Godmother and Prince Charming, but, you know, we can let that slide for now. Hey, uh, we mm-hmm. kind of have Fairy Godmother in Catherine ah! the Bug. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She literally think I think she dresses up in purple, too. Which is like yeah, kind of like a fairy godmother color. We have that. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, I'm giving this fucking eighty-eight. I'm just gonna join you. I don't yeah. care anymore. I, 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 I I'm in. I'm there. I. It's so nice to have so many movies that are just good mm-hmm. over the last little while. It just feels so soothing. It's just soothing. Okay, setting. We got. Wide open spaces. Mm-hmm. We got walking through them. We got mm-hmm. walking. Old timey houses. <laughs> old timey house. Castle. We got the olden days. <laughs> olden days. I actually have something to say about the like. Ki- this is like picked from Wikipedia, so it's kind of like almost studio lore, but not quite. But about the setting, because mm-hmm. the writer, uh, Deborah, Mogich. I don't know how to say her last name. I'm sorry. But she made the deliberate choice of changing the setting um, to an earlier time period. Mm -hmm. So it's not actually like when the book was released 1830. This is set in somewhere like 1780 or 1790 something. Mm -hmm. And that was like kind of because they wanted to separate it from the earlier like adaptations uh-huh and also because i think this is a valid call um the director hates the empire waistline of the regency era dresses 
which I don't like either. And so when they put it like to an earlier period, it wasn't as pronounced and they would have like more like generational issues between like the older generations were still wearing the dresses that look like more like 1700s. Yeah. And then the like the more rich and stylish you were, the more your clothes resembled the Regency era empire line stuff which i think yeah. is just like cool storytelling but or like world building but um it's kind of like shrek as well where it's like utilized to have like in a weird period where they're like maybe you know yeah i don't know how to say it but shrek is like it's modern um, day you... in all times it's postmodern <laughs> it's postmodern um, I'd also Fuck like yeah, to just add points. my two cents. Everyone hates Empire Waistlines, and I like them. That's all I just want to say. I don't hate them at all. I think they're pretty swell. I like that silhouette more than I like the big Victorian poofs, and I know that's I just, controversial for I, you. I, I, I'm just such a sucker for big skirts. Like it's like I, I don't have like nothing... the big skirts. I like the yeah. <laughs> that's why we're different, Mari. <laughs> I can't believe we have different opinions. Um... Also, but one more cool. point. Then also, like, because this movie was made for teens. <laughs> they wanted to make teens like a... and me. <laughs> yeah. And so they they didn't want to write it. Like, they didn't want to, like, fully go with the Austin dialogue, although they, they picked most of it. But mm-hmm. they use a mix, again, with the postmodernism, they use a mix of modern idioms and stuff mm-hmm. and, like, blend it with the Jane Austen dialogue. Yeah. So the, here we have modern stuff mixed with old ass stuff, which is what Shrek is too. Perfect. Again, postmodern. We love it. Postmodern. And, yeah. Okay. Those were my two cents from Wikipedia. Sweet. My sen- my sense were walks in wide open spaces. Yeah. Carriage rides. I yes. feel like that is part of the setting always. Yeah, exactly. It makes it. Mud. Mud. <laughs> which is very Shrek-like as well. Very similar setting. The only difference Very. is magic. Mm-hmm. But there's the, m- the magic, magic of, of love. love. <laughs> <laughs> so we got it all, actually. Yeah. Okay, let's give it a grade. 70. 30% away for magic and... No, I got it. I got it. Follow my creatures. heart. 80. Mm. Okay. 75. Soundtrack. Soundtrack was made by Dario Marianelli, an Italian composer, and it's super sweet piano shit. Yeah, that's all I got. You got diegetic music, you got non-diegetic music. They have that one song that I fucking love, that it was like piano version, it it was at the ball, and I was just so like excited because I was like, oh my god, I'm recognizing a classical piece that they dance to. Yeah, but it's not a pop song. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a pop song of the 18th century. Though. Yeah. Uh, we have like essentially this movie's version of diegetic singing, which which is diegetic playing of piano. Yeah, exactly. You had some singing. You had like the, like one of the maids was always singing, and like um, oh yeah, Betsy. You had a moment of the ball where like the youngest of the Bennets was singing, and then was, was stopped by her scenes, father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh oh that was it because she wasn't singing well yeah and, she was and i was sad. like i was so oh. mean <laughs> it was so mean 
gosh. But yes. Um, Just yeah. punk tunes, but we don't have like like crazy recognizable pieces or anything that sounds out of place it's not pop songs exactly you utilize it this way because they were there were recognizable pieces but they were just more uh, yeah um, yeah like yeah but it was yeah and it it, it like it fit it perfectly yeah because it like sounded like of the era exactly which is not what shrek does at all at all exactly it's quite different it doesn't tr- doesn't try mm-hmm so that will bring it down considerably. Bring it down. Yeah. But it's still fun. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't have anything else to say, honestly. Me neither. I don't even. Um, 40. 50. Okay. For the one song. Because I was just like, God, I'm recognizing it. Okay. So it feels like a pop song. Moral. Don't be prideful or prejudiced. <laughs> Lay down your pride and your prejudice. Which is what Shrek needs to do too. Because we yeah, all know to himself. that he is such a germudgeon. Is that a word? That is curmudgeon. Curmudgeon. Because he's so prideful. He doesn't want anyone to see his softer side. You know, he hides, hides behind his pride. His pride, but also his prejudice towards himself and the assumption that, oh, yeah. he's not love a princess. And, and also, Fiona also somehow has pride and prejudice because she <laughs> starting this sentence without having <laughs> any conclusion in my mind. Let, hold on, let's see where I go with this. She's prideful. Well, she also she, thinks she's ugly as an ogre. Yeah. That's true. She doesn't feel like she can be loved as she is. Exactly. So she, she says, who can ever love a monster at some point? Mm-hmm. So she still has that, that, she still has that going for her. She's still, she, 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's a lot of prejudice in general in Shrek, right? Like in, against yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of people, a lot of people have to overcome their prejudice against ogres in shrek one and shrek two so it's like elizabeth has to overcome her prejudice against rich people though does she really i feel like she's in the right (laughs) she marries into the establishment like she marries she becomes the the establishment she is a class trader (sighs) exactly (laughs) i mean she's still like what upper middle class she's (laughs) she still gets an inheritance but yeah Mm. Don't judge a book by its cover yeah, for Mr. Don't. Darcy. Yeah, don't. If you see Both a of them. poor girl, don't immediately think, not for me. <laughs> or if you see a Mr. Darcy, don't immediately think, like, this guy's a jerk because he's rich. Because you're but right, like but it turns out though. that he's not always a jerk. <laughs> yeah. But with with that setting, they have to prove you otherwise. Yeah, it's exactly. It's not your... The, like, you don't have to put in the work. What's the word? And Shrek is burden- like... The burden of proof is not on you if well, the other person is rich. <laughs> I was going to say, in Shrek 2, yeah, <laughs> the burden is not on you. Um, Shrek also has a similar arc in Shrek 2, though, because he assumes the kings and queen will not like him because he's an ogre. Mm-hmm. He's like, he doesn't want to go there because he thinks that they're going to hate him. Yeah. And he's right and has to be proven yeah. otherwise through the actions that they do. So it's essentially the same fucking movie is what I'm saying. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is the same movie, and like I feel like we very rarely get the really 
don't judge the a book judge a, cover yeah we thing. don't have That's it like big to one. this degree that is like a really really significant one i mean the title of this movie is don't judge a book by its <laughs> i thought it was um elizabeth and mr darcy because they are the titular role <laughs> oh comedy can we grade jokes 90 92 as a 9 2? Yeah, yes. why not? Yeah. I'll give it 92. I, mean, I was thinking about 90. What's actually. Also. What, what, what is stopping us from giving a 100? Like, what is the. Like, what is the 10%? I don't know. Are we scared? Are we. <laughs> Are we afraid? I think we should go there. Like, thinking about it. It's like, what's the argument? Why not? Why not go to the hondo? Let's go to the full hondo. Let's do it's it. It's a hondo. It's a full hondo. This is our podcast. It's a full hondo. We haven't had that since I feel so, Sonic. I feel so, yeah, I feel so. It's so It's so bad. We're being so bad. Yeah. Oh, naughty, naughty. Naughty. Critique me, daddy. Critique me, father. Critique these scores I'm giving daddy. Stop. Okay. <laughs> This is our second hondo, right? Or yes, first. I'm pretty sure. We, yeah, we, I'm pretty I sure we have one like Sonic. we've given a hondo before. I feel like we've given, given a hondo and Sonic for music. And I'm not Maybe. sure if that's true. One of our diehard fans have. If us. we didn't, I'd be mad. Yeah. We should have. Yeah, well, <laughs> I really we gave, I hope we gave Sonic the fucking hedgehog <laughs> a hondo and something. <laughs> God knows Benny Chihuahua deserved it. God, yeah. Mm-hmm. For putting mm-hmm. up with that movie. Um, the last category is studio lore. Okay. You, I think book. you're about to. Like, yeah, I feel like you know more about this than I do. I did. You're... I did research. I read like all of the Wikipedia page. I so. simply didn't. But you know, it is based on a book that was written in 1813. Um, so that's it. But there's also been previous projects, notably. The 1995 BBC miniseries, which I fucking love. And it's also relevant to say here, because, like, a lot of the um, people working on this movie were, like, so burdened by that. Because that is seen as the, like, gold standard of this, mm-hmm. like, telling the story. And it, like, it's insanely popular. So they were, like, at every point they were, like, oh, God, like, I hope we're not just, like, remaking the bbc one reinventing the wheel yeah um so they but that's it's like it's jane austen is not a franchise yeah but no. it acts like a franchise it's a it's a it's a life it's a notable you know? brand <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah it's a brand so i feel like it goes to the shrek franchise like points it's not capitalized on the same way though it's yeah it's more like it's not yeah, it's not really merchandised right yeah, yeah. It's not, we yeah, don't... exactly. It's not merchandise. It's got the legacy of literally 200 years of yeah. existence. Over I don't know years. if there's like Austin theme park rides or like maybe there's like a themed park. Not if there's not a th- like a Jane Austen themed park, that would be a loss for like English yeah. tourism. I know that there's a movie called Austin Land, which was essentially the premise of it, that it's like a Jane Austen experience that you can go to, and it was like a romantic comedy. I, I don't know this. if it's yeah. like based on reality. Yeah. 
I, 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 I'm assuming it's not, but you know, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where like, it would, I would visit, <laughs> I don't often have a desire to visit England except for to go to London and go to the Rainforest yeah. Cafe. Um, oh, and... that's, that's the real true <laughs> need. That's <laughs> the only like thing I want to do. Pulsing in my veins 24-7, 365. <laughs> nothing more like london experience to me than going to the rainforest Mm-mm. cafe but like um i have no desire to go to england at all nothing pulls me there that often i love scotland my my mm-hmm. heart has a special place there england whatever yeah but if they had austin land i would be on the first yeah. flight there like currently we would be, current would be yeah. i know this is not how planes work but we would be sitting at the first seats front seats <laughs> on the plane we'd be on the first class so we could run out to yeah. go to austin land yeah that's the thing like i know that like a lot of for some reason a lot of english people think that their royal family pulls tourists to their country Fuck which off. is like Who not true like i'm very sorry english people nobody cares about your royal family um that much they go and visit for that but they would come visit for Austin land. So invest where you should be investing, which yeah. is Austin land. <laughs> That's some free advice for you. That's England. some free tourism advice, because God knows you will be struggling with all this Brexit stuff. Right Honest now. <laughs> to God, like you need some good pulls and you cannot use yeah. Buckingham Palace anymore. Mm-mm. Let's move on with the studio lore. Um, yeah. Shrek was a trailblazer and... Mm. Uh, and inspired many a movie after it was made and this is also apparently what this movie did pride and prejudice because according to wikipedia it created a new subcategory of heritage films with youth oriented filmmaking techniques and that was a direct quote crash zooms that's what they're talking about they're talking about all the crash zooms in this movie there were so many And just the way it's also handled, like with some of the like party scenes, I was thinking like this is just like a home, like, like this is a house party, a flat <laughs> house party, yeah, <laughs> flat party. Just seeing all the people in there or like clubs, and I was like, this feels like youth esque. Yeah, and- I remember you saying that. You were literally just like this. The the dance feels like being hot and sweaty and loud music. Oh wait, that's just the club. <laughs> yeah. And also Joe Wright said that some of his influences were like 16 Candles and some other teen movies that I can't remember. But like Aww. clearly this was this was made with youthful audience in mind. So it made, mixes two categories where Shrek kind of did a thing where it's like kids film, but also targeted first towards movie as well, right? adolescents. Yeah, first movie. I have watched so many Joe Wright films, but not this one, which is weird because this is the most iconic movie. Yeah. It's like, what a start to your career. I know. What a clear vision. Like, honestly, like just telling you. You're just like, I know who I am and this is who I am and I respect it. Because this movie feels like it should have been directed by a woman. Or that it was. Oh, was it directed by yeah. a woman. Yeah, that's like the feeling you get. And that's, yeah. that's a compliment. <laughs> that's a compliment. You did, <laughs> you did you what so me. many directors fail to do. Yeah. Um... Another thing is that the studio was adamant that they had to hire big names, which I feel like is the Shrek thing. Mm-hmm. You need to have like recognizable household names yeah. to sell it to the adults. Mm-hmm. And they like, but once Joe Wright was able to like back Kira Knightley, she he was like, okay, then I can hire whoever the fuck I want because people love <laughs> Kira Knightley. She's enough to carry this movie. She's we can get so... this like <laughs> man that no one knows for Darcy because yeah. we have Kira Knightley. 
I feel like, like, the thing with Kira Knightley is that, like, not to be shallow, but every time I see her, I am just blown away with how beautiful she is. She's gorgeous. So, so beautiful. It's yeah. unreal. Like, oh my, that neck. Yeah. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Also, it's her with bangs is such so a cute. It's so cute. It's so nice. Mm-hmm. I guess like Donald Sutherland was really famous by this point too, so he got that too. Yeah, and Judy Dench also. And Judy Dench. And yeah. apparently, she, how Judy Dench got cast into this role is that Joe Wright wrote her a letter or something where <laughs> he said that I like when you play a bitch. Come play a bitch for me. And, and then worked. Judy Dench was like, cool, I'm coming over, but I will only be here for a week. And then they had to start the entire movie with all the Catherine de Burgh scenes because oh Judy Dench God. was only available for a week. That's really funny. God. Mm, another thing, this is against, this is like, this, this takes away points. Mm-hmm. This movie was shot entirely on location, which is the complete opposite of animated <laughs> well no hold on hold on isn't animation all technically shot on location because there's one location which is the animation studio but it's all created like from nothing yeah, whereas like okay. on location you have it all there it's okay there. but like it's it's not like they had a choice but <laughs> we can't they... give animation movies a higher rating because animation doesn't mean better no, but it's just, you know, we could, they could have had, like, green screen stuff, but that would be fine. They <laughs> so didn't. are you saying Marvel showed... would ha- get higher than uh, Pride and Prejudice because Marvel Yeah, used studio only... based on how they made it. <laughs> that's it. That's the, that's the name of the game, Marvel. Name of the game. Okay, 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 okay. Because it's, it's rare to have this kind of film also, like, shot entirely on location. That's true. That's like, true. that's, they had, like, all the houses for... Apparently, they did do some fixing stuff with CGI where they would, like... Um, airbrush away like electric poles or like asphalt and stuff <laughs> right but like mostly it was untouched beautiful mm. and then final thing that i have is that it made money because apparently the budget was like 25 million dollars or something and the movie made 122 million nice. in total it was success i think it also mm-hmm. had like the cultural icon iconicness to it to a certain degree everyone has seen Pride Prejudice except me until last night yeah like I I don't think I had seen this movie I had seen part I I think I'd seen half of it and then I'd stopped see I'd seen I'd seen about 45 minutes yeah and then I was like whatever and then I watched the rest I was like this is the best movie I've ever seen in my life (laughs) I just really like loved the BBC version so I had like a hard time letting go of it right I am gonna watch like I'm gonna watch the first episode of the BBC tonight. I've decided. I it's need more so of it. it's it's. I so love Colin Firth, but it's so sweet. It's yeah. so sweet, and I love I love the um, Elizabeth in that movie too. It's mm-hmm. it's two whole different beasts. Yeah, because I think um, for some reason in my head I thought this movie was with the Colin Firth, but they're two different things. But we'll get there. We'll, we'll, we'll get watch there. the Colin Firth one too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't have much on studio lore because I didn't read <laughs> studio <work. laughs> you didn't do the homework i didn't do the homework i mean early 2000s it was based on a book um iconic uh in the cultural yes. zeitgeist you know it's it's a pretty well-known thing mm-hmm. like yeah jane austen is a brand classic love story essentially yeah i'm ready to grade i'm ready to grade too 
There's no spider or anything. You know, no I'm going to give it like an even 60. Yeah. I like the part where they did something new because that yeah. kind of, that doesn't come out often. Yeah. Like a vision. Like yeah. Shrek was a vision and this was a vision. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with the same grade. So 60. Sweet. I'm excited. Do we have a new chart topper? I don't topper? think so. I don't think so. I want it to be a chart topper, but I don't think it will be a chart topper based off of um, soundtrack and studio lore. I don't have a fucking movie for next week, and I just checked my list, and we've done all the movies off my list. So that's really embarrassing. So I'm going to have to think of something <laughs> real quick. Oh. God, I might watch the we BBC. We got so show. close again. <laughs> we got so <laughs> close again. Oh, this is the second time we've gotten close to having a new chart topper. The final grade for this is a 73 and a half, which means it's um, 1.5 points lower than Thor Ragnarok, which is 75, I think. Oh. Yeah, it's 75, which is our highest score, meaning it is slightly higher than The Devil Wears Prada, which got very okay. close a few weeks ago. But um, yeah, it feels right. It feels right. It's a, it's a, it's, it's good. And the other highest one was Sonic the Hedgehog which was 0.2 points lower than Thor Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. So not a chart topper yet. We're going to get there someday. But it's interesting to have like some new films enter like the higher echelons. Yeah. Echelons. 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 There was a movie that I wanted to watch and I've already watched it the last week instead. That's why you should never watch movies if it's not for the podcast. <laughs> movies for this. I have one, but I wonder if it's like too early. Like there's one that's coming to mind and it feels like the natural thing to do. But I'm like, is it too early in the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> like I want to I mean, pace movies I really I know. like out. What is I know, it? me too. Guess, I'm guess. always like. Wait. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant like you knew what the movie was. Oh, was no, I mind. don't. Okay. Like there's a couple. If you want me to start shooting, I could just throw these at you, but I don't know. But that's that's me too. I'm like holding myself back with certain movies. I mean, this one is like, yeah. No, I remember what I wanted to watch. I thought about it last week. Mm -hmm. (sighs) No, this is going to be fun. It is a movie I love very much, but like, I think it's, you know. Oh, no, this was my thing. This is My Pride and Prejudice. I know what My Pride and Prejudice is. It's Baz Luhrmann's Moulin Rouge. Oh, my God. Aww. Formative text for my, my childhood. Same. Like, there were two movies my mom made me watch over and over again. My and mom the made other me watch Moulin Rouge Greece. as well. <laughs> and it then... Mine was Grease and Moulin Rouge as well. I think our yeah. moms are the same age, so it makes it's, sense. It's, yeah. Those were the... Actually, no. Grease came out so much earlier than Moulin Rouge. Yeah, that was Rouge. the 70s, right? Yeah, but still. But, like, still. still. Like, you know, mm-hmm. being a mom that's currently, like, in, in her mid-50s means that you show your daughter... Grease, Moulin Rouge, and, like, listen to ABBA. I think that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have ABBA. We didn't have ABBA. Oh, my mom knows. Too. My mom knows, like, ABBA lore. My mom is, like, like super into ABBA. Oh. <laughs> she knows as much about ABBA as I know about my comic romance. <laughs> <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> really exposing the both Marianne and myself on this podcast. <laughs> My mom knows, like, some weird, like, punk rock shit. Really? No, not, like, no. Can't remember. We- weird bands. 
She has weird <laughs> stories. I want to, I'd love to have like a, a glass of wine with Mariana talk about her music taste. Yeah. It'd be very funny. Because she told me this one story that I'm so annoyed. Oh, Dire Straits. Okay. Um, and she used she once went to their concert if I if I'm thinking correctly and they were forbidden they were like bunch of teens super excited to see their favorite band and they were forbidden to stand from these like you know like high it was kind of like this high school like gym hall and they were all sitting on those like shitty plastic chairs and they were forbidden to move when the band played and then they started to like like do like like clap rhythmically. Mm-hmm. Or like do like bounce their feet, and then the band walked away, and someone came like you didn't behave, so the band what? is going away. That's so wild. That's so weird. Yeah, that sounds like a Dire Straits problem, not dumb. Yeah, <laughs> that's so weird and very funny. But that's my favorite um, concert story. From <laughs> my mother, your mother. Um, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, if you enjoyed this, why wouldn't you join this? No, enjoy this. Enjoy this. <laughs> join, join, join the podcast. Just go yeah. on. Become join one of the our family many guests. by subscribing or I don't know, following us on following us on Twitter, Twitter and Instagram. And Instagram. Um, both Swamp of those. it up. Both of them are swamp it up. You can also rate us on iTunes, which helps us a lot. You can mm-hmm. subscribe to us on Spotify. Um, and you can just gen- gen- generally tell us we're doing a good job and we'll feel very happy about it. Yeah. Share us on Twitter because I'm no longer there because I realized that it's a hell app and I needed <laughs> to like take distance and I deleted it from my phone. But you know, like that doesn't, like if you still have a Twitter, use it for something good. We have a really, really good episode. Twitter account. Exactly. We have, we have an excellent we, Twitter like, account. We both hate Twitter. I'm still unfortunately on there, but I'm going to mm-hmm. leave at some point. But we have a very good Twitter account. So follow us on there for good jokes. And Instagram, we ha- we do not hate yet, even though I know that they're also stealing our data. Whatever. Look. Social media is a hellscape, but it helps us. So yeah. help us help you yeah. listen to good content. Do it. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank okay. you so much. On to next week, comrades. Bye. 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 <laughs>